Good morning, everybody out there in the radio scope. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sunset Flip Radio. I'm your co-host, Thomas Lisi, always joined with the most handsome man in the room, Alex Drayton. Alex, what's up? <sighs> hey, what's going on, man? This is a special throwback episode of Sunset Flip Radio because, um, you know, work comes into play here because this is a, this is a, well, hopefully this will be our career, but this <laughs> is just a working man's job. podcast. Remember, we're just two struggling podcasters, so this is just our second job. But our first job, our schedules changed a little bit, so we are recording on Tuesday morning. Now, we used to always used to record in the morning, so this is a little throwback episode. We'll see how far this goes, but as long as I'm off on Tuesdays and so is Alex, looks like Tuesdays are our next day. So uh, thank you for listening to all of our previous episodes, and don't forget next week we're going to be having Jeff Noyes back on the show. We're going to be talking about uh, the greatest finishers of all time, also the worst finishers of all time. I hope he brings the noise. He is going to bring the noise. He's also bringing me some new wrestlers. I figured. (laughs) I seen the post, and I was like, God damn it. What is he going to say? I got um, Typhoon, Earthquake, Rick the Model, and I got the green outfit ted dibiase coming oh okay yeah i I don't know why i feel like like your um your pillow buddy yeah so like for all of a sudden i feel like i'm the biggest ted dibiase fan in the world because if you look at the collection i have two funko pops i have i have two characters i have a a a wrestling buddy of ted dibiase now we're gonna introduce this episode of ted dibiase's music (laughs) right now i feel it's only appropriate to get the million dollar championship yes i would love that belt it was different. It was different. Let me check to see if we have any emails. Up, oh, nope. Oh yeah, bone dry, <laughs> bone dry. Thanks, wait, guys. Wait for all those reminder, Alex. What's our email address? Uh, go fuck yourself <laughs> at uh, Gmail. No, uh, so, uh, uh, it's sunset. sad that we don't remember what. It was. Right. That's why nobody's uh, emailing it. No, it's sunsetflippodcast at gmail dot com. Yes, that's also that's also goes with our uh, sense of flip radio Instagram. Our Facebook, you can find us on Apple Podcast. Only fans because we need money. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're doing wrestling belt nudes um, for and five dollars today only. You can sign up and yeah, uh, only fans see a big boys wearing championships. And we're also going to be debuting some of the wrestling buddies on the Only Fans too, but that's for that ten dollars. Yeah, the uh, the buddies are the one taking the pictures. <laughs> yes. So the thing with WWE is they're not really good at doing mysteries. Right, you always wonder who's doing what, who's the guy behind the mask. So what the WWE did, because they're the smartest people in the room, is they decided to publicly kind of address the whole stip. Um, I almost said stipulation, but that's for later in the episode. Address the whole retribution situation, and they actually named the people that are in the stable. <laughs> so for some reason, I saw an article today and by multiple sources that on WWE.com, <laughs> it was like an exclusive yes. sort of thing. All right. So I think they so. broke it. Yeah. After it so, probably had got out while well, it had, but yeah. Yeah. And this is just stupid because after weeks and weeks and weeks of us saying who's in it, ladies and gentlemen, the five members of retribution are my mom. <laughs> Uh, Akeem? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> all, th- all two Akeems? All two Akeems. Um, no, the members of Retribution, according to WWE, are uh, for the female, Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez, which makes sense because 
what NXT does all of a sudden is they get rid of their when they when the next people get called up they do steel cage matches, i.e. Matt Riddle and Mercedes Martinez. So um, Mercedes Martinez and Mia Yim. Mia Yim's good because she was well. Now she's on the same show as her boyfriend now. Yeah, Keith Lee. So I but not just that though. Word, she was but... very dry. I feel like in NXT at the end she was kind of lost in the limelight. Shotzi Blackheart beat her a couple weeks ago, so that was kind of like her. Yeah, that was like kind of her. She's a babe. Did you, did you ever hear what she did? Mm-mm. Like she's. <laughs> this is really graphic, but she used to take pictures of her feces. And guys used to buy them off of her. What? I swear to God, if you look it up. Uh, no, I'm not yeah. going to. Thank well, they you. don't show that, but they just say that that's what she did back in the day. Wow. This I mean, is sad. I mean, Odell me. Beckham likes it now. Did you hear about that now, too? Is that what what's going on with that? I, I Apparently, there was this podcast, and this woman came out and said, who used to hang out with Odell Beckham, that he likes getting pooped on the chest. <laughs> The old scat man. I'm a scat man. Cleveland Steamers, right? <laughs> ah, yes. That's kind of dis- that's. Oh, I can't even think of that. Cleveland that's just, that's just weird. You got to get steamrolled <laughs> next Sunday. They got s- or our Thursday. They play Thursday. Yeah, they got Friday. killed by Baltimore this season. Uh, this first game. It's Baltimore, of course. They yeah, they're really good, obviously. But um, so Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez are the two females in Retribution. And if you watched yesterday on Monday Night Raw, the promo that they cut. <clears throat> after the Cedric and, and uh, Ricochet match, just from the eyes, like you can tell, definitely tell with Mia Yim and Mercedes, just from like from the face. Yeah. Now for the guys, the same guy we always said from the beginning, Dominic Dijakovic is is was the one talking last night. He's mm-hmm. the one that's kind of like the leader in my opinion. And now it's Shane Thorne, which There's makes guy on the left, which makes kind of sense because he's that typical prototype Vince McMahon guy, right? Big. Good looking guy. No, Shane, Shane Thorne. I don't think he's that big. He's just skinny, and just cut. Yeah, he's. Like, I mean, he's he, like he, cut he's good a, shape. He's a very good wrestler. I think he used to be in a tag team with with Brandon Vink. Well, yes, but before that, he was in another tag team too. Because mm-hmm. I think he's uh, from like New Zealand or whatever. And the fifth member, the most popular guy in the room. <laughs> Dio Madden. Oh, he's the only guy who I would say hasn't a legit gripe and fits the retribution angle because he got devastated <laughs> by Brock Lesnar. And then he got beat up by Shelton Benjamin on Oh, well, yeah. I mean, but this was months ago. Oh, yeah. Probably one of the last things that happened in front of a live crowd. Dio Madden gets replaced on commentary. He did. And nobody ever talked about him again. They yep. were like, yeah, he gone. <laughs> And, like, the thing... Did you ever see him on NXT? Did he ever have any matches in NXT? Not that I... I don't think so. Maybe something on, like, uh, main event or something. That's about it. So, their... Maybe. That's it. Their promo, Dominic Dijakovic talked about Performance Center. Mm Mm-hmm. So, right there... Yeah. Right there sells the fact that there are five people from NXT or people that got called up that never got their chance. Right. So... Which... which, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Which upsets me because there's so many other people from SmackDown and Raw that could have been put into there. I mean, everybody who's not being on who's not on television has a legit gripe to be in this group. So, um, you know, everybody can get quote unquote retribution. <laughs> um, so to have five NXT I mean, Shane Thorne was up in, in Raw for a hot minute and then once uh Heyman um well, left his or got fired from his position, then you haven't seen him again. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Same thing with that Brandon Vink guy. Haven't seen him no. at all. I think he was in the crowd for an underground, and that's about it. That's true. Yeah. But, like, the, and then, like, the thing that they try to swing on us is, like, at the end of Raw last night when they had obviously more than five people in the ring attacking. Um, Why do they keep Keith putting five people and then there's, like, 13? Or, like, well, I don't, I don't understand that. Because how are you going to cover that up? What are you going to say? Their special move is to summon other people. <laughs> I think the main five are the ones that we just mentioned. Yes. And I just absolutely. think that they have like other followers that they'll get into later on in maybe another episode of Raw. Because remember, this is just Raw now. There's no more SmackDown Retribution. Yeah. It's only on Raw now. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't. Yeah. If, if that's where you were going, then why even bother doing it on SmackDown? Because now it doesn't make storyline sense that. Okay, we're just not going to show up at SmackDown anymore, so then, where so they can come yeah. and go as they please, apparently. So you know? now the blow-off match is going to be probably at Survivor Series, but now it's you're not going to have any SmackDown people involved, I think, because you can't have Raw. No, what are you getting retribution nothing. at exactly. uh, if on SmackDown if you haven't been over there in months? You know, like It doesn't make sense. If the Hurt Business goes after them, which would be pretty cool. Um, they need a fifth member. Well, I mean, it's a, it's two women. Yeah. So I, so I it's, mean, yeah, it's three. Well, three men. You got Cedric. A mix. MVP probably won't do it. So it'd be Cedric, Sh- uh, Shelton, and Bobby. Now, now to make Hurt Business legit, they could bring in a woman. I, I would feel that would work. Yeah. Because then, you, you know, you can kind of go from there. It's it would be five. I, mean, I don't know what women guys, but. I would put in the Hurt Business. I don't know. Yeah, unless you really... trade it for somebody like Naomi. I know she's on SmackDown, but she's doing nothing right now. Yeah. Um, she would. I, I think she would legitimize that, too. Bianca Belair. No. I, I can't because she's too She's too close with with the Street she, Profits. She fits. Oh, yeah. But no. Dominating woman, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think they're just going to keep it like that, and then maybe... You can't put a token white person in here. So this is the opposite <laughs> of what normally happens, every, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So this is a beautiful thing. Yeah. So, you know. Just like a random white woman wrestler in that, like, like, Lana. Like, <laughs> or like Natalia. You know it, I mean? it was like when... Right. Uh, this is exactly what happened when uh, um, uh, Owen Hart yeah, <laughs> join the, the nation or crush, oh, crush yeah. too, crush. and um, just random. But I like the hurt business a lot. They're really growing on me. Bobby Lashley's really growing on me. Mm-hmm. I'm really digging Cedric. Um, that was a good match with him and Ricochet uh, the other night. And I'm really curious to know where this is going to go with Retribution. Do I think they're going li- to meet up again in the future? Yes, but. I want to see something new at a retribution. I want to see them maybe cut a promo live, like in front of the Thunderdome or in front of other wrestlers, rather than behind the scenes where obviously their voices are yeah, changed. Like because muffled. you can you can change their voice on the microphone. Like you can get a microphone that does that. Yeah, they like to them, keep yeah. that suspense and the mysterious effect into play, you could easily do that. Or you can do it in a production truck. Yeah. It's just something live, and maybe I, I, mean, I think that's coming. I, you know, baby steps here. You know, yeah. you can't just do everything all at once. That's true. We we finally got an actual, well, I guess, a logo, some sort of a look, and it, a legit promo. So yeah. now, or backstage at that, and recorded. Um, now you can do your live promo and all that stuff. So it, it's coming. It's just gonna take a long time to roll out. I'd say. We see. I think now we're gonna ha- start to see more 
happen during pay-per-views. So Clash of Champions, we might see a little something. And we got to be involved where... in Bobby Lashley because whoever he defends his title against, which on paper looks like probably Apollo Crews. Again. Again. Mm. Clash of Champions is, what, two weeks away? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, two weeks away, they only announced three matches. You have Uso and Reigns. You have Orton and Drew McIntyre. And yeah, then, officially announced. We all know that the titles are on the line. Now, like, no why what, is it so. an ambulance match? Like, I just... You don't need a stipulation for these guys. So that means that, obviously, who's going to take... Who's going to... You don't need to pin anybody. So, again, well, they're, they're a, doing this not to make you look weak. I have a feeling that it might not turn into an ambulance match. It might. I think you said it last week. It might become a, a, a triple threat match in some way. You think Keith Lee's going to get involved yesterday? Yeah, absolutely. That's going to continue, but it's kind of getting a little stale. With what, Keith Lee? No, just the back McIntyre and forth. Like, well, I mean, Orton wasn't even there last night. No, no, just like okay, I'm going to break up your match, and now I'm going to attack you backstage, and then we're going to reciprocate that yeah. next week. And Predictable. Yeah. Very predictable and repeating. Mm-hmm. Re- repeating Repe- offense. Yeah, correct. And then the, then the other uh, match that was already announced was the Riot Squad against uh, Nia Jax and uh, Shayna Baszler, which on paper, no question. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say a squash match, but it's going to be a short match. And obviously, Nia and Shayna are going to win. I don't see the Riot Squad beating them, too, because it's too early to break the uh, tag team up of Baszler and Jax, in my opinion. I, I mean, yeah, but... No, like it, those two, we know where the blow off is going to come. It's yeah. from, it's going to be a short title reign and it's, this is more of a transitional championship opportunity. So if the riot squad does win, I won't be surprised because you kind of see it, but then you know where they're going. Yeah. Now you're, you're finally going to get the Shana versus, uh, uh, Nia Jax match that everybody's been talking about and wanting to see. <laughs> it's horrible. I, I say that. Shayna's you know, ten times better like, in the ring than Nia Jax. Did you see what she said to a fan? Some fan said that she couldn't wrestle, and then she, Nia Jax just basically went off on the fan. Um, I heard about it. I didn't. Yeah, really read it. Something like, "Who cares what what people think of me? I'm just doing what I'm doing," or something like that. And I mean, you know, yeah, she's right. I mean, the fact that her talent of being a wrestler has been scrutinized to the 1000th degree almost every day on social media because she single-handedly was involved in a couple of wrestlers getting hurt mm-hmm. whether it she was Shayna Baszler somebody on accident yeah I mean, but it still hurt she creates somebody. Becky Lynch's big character and she almost killed uh Kyrie Sane mm. oh god yeah that gash on her head was yeah. brutal man and oh Jesus and then like again who's who's next for Oscar now the Oscar Mickey James match it ended due to referee stoppage abruptly, very abruptly. I think her shoulder popped out on but she that didn't... Oscar lock. Like it, it kind of looked like I, I watched it right before we came over here. You said you just yeah, did so too, did so I. I was kind of trying to zip through it so I can see, but I did catch the end of that, and it kind of looked like they shifted a bunch of times. She was trying to get her in place, and on that second go, like a little something. And the ref was like right there, and he was probably like, uh, "But like yeah, she no. didn't, she didn't <laughs> show any. If she sold that, then she did a really good job because Absolutely. she didn't tell, and you couldn't even tell. Like there, there was signs of struggle, no signs of, you know, being hurt or whatever it was. So like she right. did a great job of going with that, and yeah. she was kind of shocked that the, that the match ended like that. And I think so. I was too, 
because yeah. Mickey James couldn't go anymore. So like they called the. I mean that was a good match leading up to that. It, it really was. Um, you know they said they kept saying and and even uh, Mickey James said that this was like kind of her last chance. So is she gonna go over to SmackDown? No, I just think that she's gonna get lost gonna in the dead. shuffle. Uh, and, maybe, and then so then gonna... why bring her back for all that? Or you know maybe she does something with Lana and Natty finally. Although that was a quick thing. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. Poor Natalia. I mean, I do think Natalia is going to be the one that's going to challenge Oscar at Clash of Champions. Um, and you felt like they hinted at that um, backstage. Yeah. Uh, this week. Oh well, oh, no. Excuse me. Um, you just had Zelina Vega just pop up and yeah, you're right. Zelina Vega smack her in the face. That's interesting because. I've seen Zelina. We've seen Zelina live. Remember, we mm-hmm. saw her and Andrade wrestle Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins at Raw yep. in Newark. And when I think of Zelina, I don't think of her in-ring ability. I think of her being a, a manager or a valet because she hasn't really been given that opportunity. But maybe, maybe ten times, and maybe during live events, which you know, we don't see. We, we don't see. So, yeah. um, the the. The fact that she can wrestle, it's that's a no brainer. Um mm-hmm. if you've watched her career before, I believe she was in Impact and stuff. Yeah. Um and elsewhere. She can go. You know, she's good. Um, but we just haven't seen that because that wasn't what they were promoting and so now maybe they're kinda letting it go for you know, like to see to play it out. See yeah, where it goes. And now and now we have Mandy Rose on Raw now too. Oh. So Mandy Rose got traded yes. to Raw. So if you look at the women's roster on Raw, right? which is interesting, because the Miz was like, "I got to put a, a phone call in." I'm curious. Yeah. I want to see this play. I want to see how that plays out. If you look at the women's division on Raw, you have Oscar as the champion. Now we have Natalia, Lana, Zelina Vega, the Riot Squad, Mickey James, Baszler, and Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. Am I missing anybody? Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. That's it. Technically, yeah. right. So out of you have two tag teams, you have four women that are going for the tag team belt. So oh, that, and, and and the iconics. Well, oh yeah, Billy Payton, Kay and yeah. Royce. So but, like, that's going to leave yeah. you with maybe we'll see a maybe we'll see a, a four way fatal four way to determine the number one challenger like they did with Nikki Cross and Bailey. We're getting that program again. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if I if they if they do set that up, I can see Peyton Royce. I can see Natalia. I can see Zelina Vega, and maybe a triple threat. Then I don't think they'll put Belair in that because I think they want to protect her and save her for later on. She is destined to be the women's champion, no doubt about it. And I think she would. <clears throat> I I think she's gonna get it down the road yeah after Shayna gets it i think she'll probably be the one to beat Shayna down down the line i mean that that's some tough sledding but i mean it is can you picture it though because they they did battle in nxt i think they had two matches against each other they did um both times uh she lost but um i i do see her getting um her payback in in some way down you know maybe a year's time who knows maybe she'll win money in the bank or uh, oh that's awesome because oh yeah she she can carry around that briefcase. She would. I see it. I don't see her win the Royal Rumble. I think it's either going to be Bailey or Sasha just to keep it the trend of what the WWE is doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, we spoke but, about that last week. Yeah. And Mandy Rose is interesting because is she coming off as a face? Is she coming in as a heel? You don't know. With Peyton Royce, with Vince McMahon wanting to push uh, Peyton Royce as a face, 
do you bring in Mandy as a heel? Maybe she's pissed because she got traded. Now there's no more Otis and her. That storyline's dead. But if you look at what Otis is doing now on SmackDown, he's more of a Tucker representing heavy machinery, feuding with The Miz and Morrison. Yeah. That's just filler time, in my opinion. Uh, do I see him actually defending the money in the bank? I don't know. I don't know. And maybe it wasn't meant to be on SmackDown. I mean, you know, I don't this, this the whole money in the bank situation. It's getting really lost in the sauce. And with Roman now taking over as tribal chief of SmackDown, you really don't see any use for Otis to have that briefcase. No. There really is no point. There, there really isn't any point. If he does it with the tag teams, then OK, that's cool and all. We never saw that before, but. If that's not where they're going, how are you going to have this guy go over on Roman Reigns, which is never going to happen? He has until, what, May? Right now, June. June. The middle of June. I think that was like the 15th or something. It was uh, it was on Father's Day. Money in the Bank was this year. It was? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have until the middle of June to, I mean, you can build up storylines, yeah, but like when? Sometimes it's it just makes I, I really no don't sense. Know. I don't think. Uh, I mean, this goes back to a conversation we had when we were talking about Money in the Bank. We were previewing that. Um, who could you see with the title? Whatever. I said, and well, then after originally, the I thought after, it, originally I thought that uh, I thought that AJ was going to win it originally. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, I think I said my my head says AJ, but my heart says Otis because he was such on this was so monumental hot, the, hot yeah. being on the streak. And it lost, it got lost real quick. Right, but who's to say? You know, maybe things have changed. I, I, I've said this before because I want it to happen. Somebody's got to put the contract on the line, lose it, and then it goes to somebody who who was destined to have it anyway. And then I think you can go from there. Um, I don't see the Miz or Morrison having it. Mm-mm. King Corbin's always interesting, but he's always in the mix. You can't leave him out. There's there's a lot of guys that are kind of lost right now on, on SmackDown. Matt Riddle with the big dog back. You know, oh yeah, with the big dog. Like the cool thing, like I, I saw this um this stat the other day. Bray Wyatt hasn't wrestled on TV in two years. Yeah, they said that. Yep. And somebody's saying that oh Roman Reigns should be the same thing. He shouldn't wrestle on television, which is good. I mean, if you really think about it, the fact that Drew McIntyre wrestles week in week out is crazy because he's our. I mean, he's a WWE champion. He should wrestle every week. Mm-hmm. But the fact that when The Fiend was a champion for, what, two weeks? No. <laughs> it seemed like it, yeah. No, but when he was a champion. All, all, all but two days. When he, when he beat Rollins for it, he didn't defend it. Or mm-hmm. he didn't wrestle on TV. Mm-mm. Next time he wrestled was against Goldberg when he lost it. No, he wrestled like Daniel Bryan and stuff. But all that stuff was only at pay-per-views. So who was his last actual like opponent? On TV? Yeah. You have to go back to when he was Bray Wyatt. Back when he was with Matt Hardy. When it was the the leader of worlds. So that was like... Two years ago. Yeah, that was yeah. Almost, almost what seems like to the day. It was like August, September. It was right after SummerSlam-ish. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess two years ago. So is it smart to have him not wrestle on television? Yes and no. I mean, his vignettes are really... I mean, I really enjoy the Wobbly Walrus... We knew it was coming. You, you we called it. it. You said it. I mean, you know, basically, Paul Heyman 
Yeah, yeah, they're trying to make fun of him. I guess this is Bruce Pritchard's way of like yeah. making fun of him. Well, yeah, and this is this is just starting a feud with Roman, which we all knew was going to happen because Jay Uso is just going to be a casualty for Roman Reigns' destruction in the future, which will lead up with him in the in the Fiend mm-hmm. at Hell in a Cell, maybe. I mean, right, you had to just kind of space it out a little bit because you didn't want it to get stale. Like I get it, absolutely. Maybe he gets involved after the match. Yeah, or something. Around. I think it's gonna set know. up Fiend. We'll, we'll see if they do a Firefly, Firefly Funhouse on Friday. We'll see, and the next com- couple weeks, let's see if they they plant any more seeds and stuff. You know, it's gonna set up the Fiend versus Reigns at Hell in a Cell, which they should. I mean, you have your it's top. A, it's the Hell in a Cell, which you know we will touch more. You know, they're already giving later, some stuff away. I, it's gonna be it's gonna be Banks versus Bailey. Already? Yeah. Stop well, reading, she's coming back reading. on Friday. It makes no sense. She's coming back on Friday. Absolutely horrible thing to do. Unless she gets taken out again so she can't keep speaking. Like, that's the only thing I would do. Maybe she comes in with like a neck brace and stuff. So, overselling her injury. Yeah, but you know what? That's not good enough because that injury and the way that they keep promoting it, they don't even show the actual stomp. They stop right as Bailey's foot is about to hit the yeah. chair and they cut to something else. I mean, if you um, watched it live, you saw it. Of course. Yeah. But... Am I going to come back two weeks after nearly getting my head taken out? No. And my larynx no. crushed? No. So, I mean, yeah, this K-Fro, this wrestling is thinking way too much into it. <laughs> but no. It's to still, pro- it's, ooh, what well, was that? I don't know. It's to still real to me, it, damn it. Yeah. To properly sell this, she needs to be off until a month, you know, a month or whatever. Like, you don't I need her on television. That. Yeah. That's fine. Maybe. She does not need to be on TV. If we saw a little glimpse of her at Clash of Champions, that'd be okay. But, I mean, that's two weeks away. That's basically almost a month, four that's, weeks. That's fine. However, I think it should be longer because then that makes Bailey come off as, like, a super heel and, like, the ultimate. And then the longer you sell something, if it's done correctly, it benefits both people because it makes the what happened to you from that um the heel look legit and your injury look legit so it makes you look a lot better but when you come back so fast it's like oh didn't even phase me she's look, coming back really fast so we'll talk about the drew mcintyre thing yeah He's supposed to have a broken <laughs> jaw or a hairline fracture in his jaw if anybody's ever broken their jaw my Kids. wife can attest to yeah. this fucking hurts and not to be doing your wrestling mouth's wired and, shut right it no. doesn't doesn't have to be. That's kind of old school. Unless that was like you're, Kanye West, right? Through the <laughs> through the wires about his his mouth being wired yeah, shut. But, but yeah. um, you know, it, they didn't even sell that. He came back the next week, and that stupid yeah. ambulance. How, how did you steal an ambulance? <laughs> so you sat in there for a whole week, like waiting to just for this one moment. Like, <sighs> who's driving that thing? <laughs> he was apparently. It's God. I can't. I'm, I'm just fucking done, dude. <laughs> Are you throwing in 27 minutes in? Are you throwing in the white towel already? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's too early for it's this. It's too shit. early for this. No, but like like you said, the whole thing with, with Bailey and Sasha, I mean, everybody knew. I mean, e- even if you're not a real wrestling fan, if you're just a casual fan, everybody knew this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And everyone knew this blow off is going to happen. But is, is it happening too soon? Maybe f- to have her come back, but but I think the length of the fact that they're going to go at each other in Hell in a Cell, which could main event that pay-per-view. It, I wouldn't be surprised if that main event's the pay-per-view, in my opinion. I think 
we'll see how things develop going towards that. Yeah. And then it'll tell you whether or not it's going to be an event. If Sasha came back to just break break focus of Bailey just enough, you know, just to appear on the ramp. That's all you got to do. Shoot a look, appear on the ramp. Cause the glancing just, camera angle over the shoulder. Yes. So dramatic. Down into the ring. The fade in, like you said, with Rhea Ripley the other day with EO. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to do. To Cinematography sell it at its finest. Enough. She can walk out with that neck brace. Oh, Barely limp out there. Please don't do that. Stand at the top of the ramp. Have Bailey just look for a <laughs> microsecond. Were and you, then and then that's, that's it. That's you, all you need to were do. Were you watching wrestling when, when Zack Ryder got attacked by Kane and he came out in the wheelchair with the neck brace and got pushed off the stage? Uh no. Were you I've watching seen wrestling? Many, no. Oh, okay. Not yet. Not yet again. That's what yeah. I can imagine should be coming Right. And Bailey in coming wheelchair. and dumping her off. Yeah. That's ultimate heel shit right there, dude. Yeah. I, don't I mean know that's, that's good happen. that's good TV. But yeah. you know, it's not as practical, but it's funny. <laughs> well, so what we're gonna get is the typical I'm back from being hurt, you can't hurt me. I want the title promo from Sasha Banks. I'll be watching Clash of Champions, whatever even, it is. I don't want her to. I don't want her. Maybe. I want her to attempt to cut a promo, and then something happens. Or That's it's it. or it's a via satellite interview, where she's home recovering from her injuries, i.e. Rey Mysterio. That's fine. I mean, they also promoted it on football and stuff this weekend. Multiple too. times. Multiple times. Yeah. yeah. With with Michael Cole serenading the commercial, because he's the fucking king now. I can't right. stand that guy. Yeah, and then what's with uh, he's on Raw again? Well, yeah, Phillips is on vacation, legitimately, I think. Oh, he lives. Yeah, and Samoa Joe wasn't there. A two-week vacation for somebody in WWE? Somebody must like him. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I hope it's... I mean, I, I hope they keep Tom Phillips on. I hope nothing bad's happened to him because I really like Tom Phillips. Yeah, me too. I like Phillips, Joe, and Byron. Yeah. Dolph, Dolph Ziggler was very good. very good. He impressed me a little yeah, bit he did. on, on the commentary because he was playing like the, the heel face, but then he jumped on the heels a lot and... He played the face character well. He he gave you a little bit all around. He did. Uh, which I really is, which I, re- I really appreciated. That. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that. That third man in the in the booth lately has been very good. He's the third man. Yeah, <laughs> you know whether it's Samoa Joe who's who's killing it, mm-hmm. but I want him to get back in the ring already. Yeah, everyone's like a oh, Samoa Joe return confirmed because <laughs> he wasn't there. <laughs> hey, it's yeah. fine by me. Um. What else happened on Raw and SmackDown? Uh, well, I mean, Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins. He took up Murphy. Now, this is interesting because you see that faction breaking up. So now, yeah. But what do you do with the Monday Night Messiah gimmick? He, one one guy there. can't just. You ever see um the, uh the TV movie, or I guess movie of called The Stand by uh Stephen King, which is coming no. out again in December. Um, you know, you had one guy. It's a post-apocalyptic shit happening and whatever so like it works in the movies but like you can't just have one guy walking around with a messiah gimmick it, 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 you look like john smith trying to do mormon shit door to door you know <laughs> have you, you found jesus <laughs> right it's like the remember what right to censor used to wear with the short sleeve white shirt and, and yeah. uh black tie mm-hmm. like what is he gonna come out start doing that yeah I, with his he, hands folded like you can't do that with one person, so you got to have somebody else or bring somebody else in. I don't think he's going to pick up another. No, I think it's going to lead to a program at Murphy and Rollins. Like, did you see no, how? I figured that, but did you see how Mysterio's daughter was kind of um, consoling Murphy? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I don't know. I, I mean, it, it, if you watch wrestling enough, it means a lot. Yeah. Um. Maybe I'm, maybe she's been arrested the whole time and no one knows. 
she's probably dabbled in it once yeah. or twice. I didn't. I didn't even know he had a daughter. Aaliyah. Yeah. Yeah. So like Dominic Mysterio is becoming like this face on Raw, probably one of the top baby faces right now. I guess you can say if you look at Drew McIntyre, if you look at Keith Lee. Yeah. You got Dominic Mysterio. You got Apollo Cruz. You got Ricochet. You got the Street Profits. The fact that you have Dominic Mysterio up there and who's in a lot of matches, such as, think about it. His first match was against Seth Rollins in a street fight. Then he's wrestled with his father in a tag team. Then he wrestled Murphy by himself in a street fight. Now he's wrestling in a cage match. Maybe, first of all, so you, he's getting you, a lot of chances that a lot of wrestlers don't get. He's getting a lot of chances and a lot of gimmicks. Yes. Gimmick matches. Yes. And, um, you know. Did you just wink at me? I, no, I had something in my <laughs> oh. eye. Um,. No, no, eyelash. Oh, I thought you winked at me if you did those. No, that's that's gross. Winking at your back. That, that's grotesque. <laughs> I mean, I am the handsomest man in the room, <laughs> self-proclaimed by Tom. Yes. But, um, in an 11 by 7 room, you're the most handsome man in the room. Coming in a close second is Papa Shango over there and Ted DiBiase. And Ted DiBiase. Wrestling buddy. Because <laughs> I was shrine Ted DiBiase all of a sudden now. Um, but where where do you think like Dominic's only had gimmick matches? If he's had a regular one on one match, it's only been one match, and I think that might have been against Murphy. But that was a I street. Was, that was a street. That fight. was a street fight. See, he hasn't had a one on one wrestling match. Everything yeah, he, did. he did. Gimmick. He did. He wrestled did? Rollins to get. Uh, okay. He wrestled Rollins. Okay, he yeah, wrestled, wrestled right. him three times. Regular for, regular matches. Three well, times? The fr- no, the one regular match. Just one. Yeah, yeah to get to the triple threat. Something involved. Yeah. In it. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see where they go with that because maybe we're getting, he, he's lost, I think every time other than when it was like him tagging with his dad, they finally got a, a win just to give him the win yeah. as a family. Um, and he's got his little payback when they did that last week and how raw went off the air with all the kendo stick shots. Oh my God. Um, the serenade of kendo stick but shots. I, but I'm curious to see where they go. Maybe raw, maybe next week or something. Um, Dominic's like, Dad, you keep putting me through all this shit, man. <laughs> this is enough. And Rollins starts to get at him, and we finally get like a turn or something where he kind of rolls with Rollins, and now um, Murphy is kind of a good guy. I don't know. I'm. Those are the things I want to. Happen. I see Murphy turning, obviously, because I mean the writing's on the wall with that. Yeah. Once you get beat up by like your king or god or messiah, as we say. Um. Yeah. Then he's obviously going to have a face turn. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. But he was involved in a steel cage match. So, which ties into today's episode. So, uh, we're going to be diving into the world of stipulation matches, right? So, like, stipulation matches is basically any match that's not a one, two, three. Let's. It's not a normal pinfall count, right? Yeah. So it's and speaking of the stipulations, the per, the person we were just talking about, Dominic Mysterio, was involved what about ten <laughs> something years ago in a stipulation match yes. where it was custody of Dominic match <laughs> against Eddie and uh, Ray. Yeah. So and everybody always thinks that uh, Eddie's the real dad anyway. Yeah. Because I th- I believe that's how they portrayed it back they then did. too. Yes. Um, and he looks so like minuscule with his big ass round head. He had a perfectly round head <laughs> he when did. he was little, and he, he was like. I remember his, his beach ble- uh, bleach yeah, blonde uh-huh. hair, yep. and let's just think about this for a second. So he looked like little um, Anakin Skywalker. So what a way! What a way to lead off 
our topic of this episode with probably one of the worst stipulation matches ever. Now, the fact that it was custody of a child. This is a first, in my opinion. Um, that's what it was. Hanging high above the ring was a briefcase. All you needed was Maury to be out there, yeah. and it would have been perfect. <laughs> You are not, not the, the father. father. And then, uh, like, the woman goes screaming around the ring. Well, do you, she's like, oh, no. Do, do you remember Mike Kanellis? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They course. wanted, what Maria wanted to do was to bring Mari Povich in yes. with an angle yes. saying that you're not the father. And I thought they were going to do that. That would have been pretty funny. But again, that ended really quickly, and now they're both gone, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. But now, okay. Ladder matches. That's a stipulation itself, but again, this is a ladder match, and high above the ring is a briefcase, and inside the briefcase is not a contract, it's not a belt, it's papers for custody of a child. So, it had no other gimmick besides being a ladder match. Which, what lawyer would be like, yeah, whatever, whoever gets it is whatever. That's my kind of lawyer. Let's settle it in a a, uh, ladder match, right? Fight to the death. Who paid that guy? Oh, my God. But, like, leading up to that, I just remember the promos that Eddie would give. And, like, when he'd bring Dominic in the ring and Eddie will crouch down and sit on his knees and look because they're basically the same because he was so short. Yeah. And he's, like, oh, you know, talking Spanish and he'd be like, um, me, your papa or whatever it was. And it was just like, this yeah. is Go so ahead, Tom, speak some more Spanish, please. <laughs> <laughs> the whitest man. I'm the handsomest man in the room. Tom is the whitest man in the room. Si, senor. Si, senor. Ew. But, um, he I mean. He Taco Bell is gourmet Mexican. <laughs> They do got, they have uh, crunch wraps and premiums in Tijuana? So Mexican like, pizzas? So do you call it gate? <laughs> they got rid of that now. I heard. Do you call it queso or do you call it anything? Queso or queso. Queso. The cheese thing. Can you show me how you make those cinnamon twists like really good? <laughs> Does this have jalapenos in it? Because it's too spicy. <laughs> Wait, let's get Christina. Yeah. <laughs> then damn have, jalapenos right damn what about the quesadillas <laughs> in the salsa salsa fucking cracks me up salsa thank you the sal. um can i get a soda and some salsa yeah on the side with that i'm like oh okay sure no i had taco bell like a month ago and i was very upset when they got rid of the shredded chicken burrito but they're getting rid of mm. the whole menu I mean, mm-hmm. you live around the corner from a Taco Bell. So it's fucking... Um, so it's like, it's you can packed. walk. It's always oh my, packed. Oh, my God. I would love to own that one because yeah. that one is the only one, I think, in in a well, while. They're putting one in Freehold, too. Where? Across from... Um, is that what they're building over there across from the diner? Yeah. It's that a it's house? a Wawa, a Chick-fil-A, and a Taco Bell. Oh, man. Oof. You got the South... And you got Mexico combining for this <laughs> for this mix. Well, of, one is closed on Sunday, so this bilingual blood fest of uh... bilingual <laughs> blood fest on a pole match. <laughs> bilingual blood fest. The South fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> we make chicken sandwiches and we make quesadillas. Did you ever see Anchorman? Of course. And you got all the news anchors come down, and Ben Stiller comes down, and one of the guys is like, so this is going to be a bilingual blood fest. <laughs> that was, that's the best line of the whole movie. That's the best line of the whole movie. 
So, back to custody on a poll. Um, now, like, okay, not well, it wasn't on a poll, but we'll lead into that now. Objects on a poll have been around since have been what, around. WCW, yeah. WWFE, you know. Now, it's a Vince, uh, Vince Russo thing. Though. Yes, it is. I remember a match. It, well, it was they have like panties on a pole match for well, women at like, one point. Like they have a flag match. You know, like the flag match is is interesting because it's basically grabbing your flag of your country and waving it. That's that's that that's like nothing. Oh, the last one we seen was what Rusev, Rusev and John, and John Cena. Cena. Yep. Yeah. So like that stipulation, it's basically a wrestling match, and you grab the flag and you wave it. Okay, but like you see a lot of stuff on a pole. Like it was. Uh, <laughs> Buff Bagwell's mom, Judy, Judy, Judy. No, it was Judy Bagwell on a forklift match, and like you had to, you had to grab Judy Bagwell first. Like this is the, this is like Vince Russo took so much shrooms in my opinion, and so much acid. Yeah, bro. During <laughs> during uh, the WW, WCW times, but like there was this other match in WCW where there was four wooden boxes hanging. There was one on each pole. And I remember this vividly because it was like at the end of the WCW run and in each box had an object and one of the boxes had a title and you had to find the title in the box. And when <laughs> when Booker T grabbed the box, the belt fell out of the box and the belt fell on the ground and it just just a huge botch. But like that's what he did. He put the shit on a pole, which really makes no sense because... It's a way to things like uh, uh, stipulation matches are a way to hide flaws and insecurities of wrestlers who can and can't wrestle. Exactly. Maybe, maybe some people are hurt exactly. and they can only have a limited move set. Like look at Dominic. Whatever. Like look at Dominic. He started off in a street fight. No one knew his talent, but I mean he's better than a street fight now. We know that. Oh yeah. But like street fights, a Jace. Like we'll dive into that stuff. But like when we talk about real stipulations, it's just a random shit that people thought of. Like. I really can't give you a good stipulation match that involved other. I I can give you one, and we all know it. It's the TLC match. Yeah, I mean that's that's a great stipulation because I it, mean it was just a hodgepodge of what you love. You got ladders, you got chairs, yes. you got tables, you got um nothing on a nothing to. I mean sometimes the, the a lot of the times the tag titles or something was on the line. Oh yeah. Or it was like a blow off for a lot of feuds, and now it's a actual pay per view. Yeah, know? so that's probably. But they don't have a, a TLC match, though. No, it's one. Well, no, they do. You, they'll give you a tables match. They'll give you a ladders match. They'll give you a chairs match. They gave us a stupid stairs match the oh, one time. T TLC and stairs. stairs. Yeah, that was. And yeah, then who was give that? You the whole... Eric Rowan against the Big Show. I think it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. And, you know, the couple stipulations have turned into legit pay-per-views. Uh, Hell in a Cell, which is probably one of the bigger ones. Yeah. I mean, the, the TLC, TLC match. Like I and then, like, they throw in the Extreme Rules, which is just, like, a combination of just random shit. It's like you can have a chairs match. You can have a tables match. But, like, those stipulations to me are just, like you said, not filler. Extreme it's either, not extreme. Man. Like, when you think extreme, you think ECW. of, like, ECW. Like, guys jumping on fucking scaffoldings and... And second floor balconies and New Jack killing somebody and like fucking <laughs> oh my god and uh, all this stuff cutting but like, somebody to like the bone yeah know? like looking like Swiss cheese oh. yeah, and graters cheese graters legit cheese graters cheese graters. cheese graters honestly God but like 
if you look at the stipulations and like there's some really bad like over the years like pro wrestling definitely came up with some um they came up match with some types crazy ones and they've also led to some good matches honestly they have but they've Hell also the cell, come with like you some said wacky stuff that just yeah. doesn't fit TLC like another one is war games now yeah. the whole war game stipulation is phenomenal because when it first got debuted it was Dusty Rhodes's idea back yes. in like 88 this is the fall brawl at War Games. It was mm-hmm. like a huge thing. The cage came down. They got fucking shooting fireworks. And you got smoke. Two rings. Two rings combined with the Hell in a Cell. But the funny thing is, it was so low that, like, when Kevin... I watched Fall Brawl 96 the other his day. head, right? Oh, like, yeah. yeah I, I watched Fall Brawl 96 just to watch it the other day. And he powerbombed Lex Luger. But Lex Luger's feet hit the cage on the way up. He didn't hurt himself. But, like, that's how low the cage was. Like, the cage was literally, like... Like Kevin Nash is almost seven guy. foot, so yeah. like he can touch the top of the cage. That's how low it was. But mm-hmm. like the fact that you had now, this is a great stipulation because it was something that we never seen before, and this is such an early like in the golden era. But like this is like NWA now that you had teams of four, four or five, four or five. No, it was four. And two guys started. And then there was a coin toss, and then one guy came in. One guy came in. So it was basically like Hell in a Cell, Street Fight, Cage Match, all combined. And then the winner was whoever submitted or what was it? Yeah, you only got to win by submission. There's no pinfalls. There's no disqualifications. So, like, that was something that was really cool. Um, we have Elimination Chamber, which which is actually um, really cool. I do think that is a very good... Uh, uh, match is um, the Elimination Chamber. Uh, it was uh, Bischoff's idea yeah. and something that I think is very unique and it fits. Um, they were trying to kind of tap into the UFC a little bit at that time and then more yeah. into how it fits for wrestling. I do like the pods. It it It's I, it's exciting to me when it comes up and it's a pay-per-view now. Yeah, it is. Um, when it comes it's around February sometimes, I, I do find myself watching that and tuning in because I, I do like to see that. Yeah. I think the cool part of the pods is like the lights go out and it's like the strobe light hits each one. Yeah. And it's like, but then ding, after ding, a while, like, you know, yeah. I mean, the elimination chamber is cool. It was definitely something that we never saw before. So like if anyone doesn't know elimination chambers, two guys start in the ring and then there's, and then in each corner, there's this pod and the rest are locked in the pod. And then after three minutes, and each one gets released. It releases. Yep. But like around the ring, it's all metal. There's chain link fence. It looks like a dome, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, Thunderdome, dome, war games, all kind of similar. But things that ha- these these are good things that uh, have come out of stipulations, and uh, like I said, they've they've evolved from what it was originally into full pay per views now. Yeah. Um, where you get multiple. Of these things, and the next one we should talk about is the Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Now, the Hell in a Cell was first created in 1996. Bad Blood, In Your House, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, right? It was a blow-off with that feud, a.k.a. also the introduction of Kane. And we talked about this in our Undertaker episode about how... This is where he rips the door off. Yeah, and all that stuff. But, like, that was different because it was it was a cage match. It was basically war games. But the mat, the cage was so much higher that I mean you couldn't Six, touch the top. Sixteen feet. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. 
Maybe even higher. Who there, there was a ref in the ring because you can win by pinfall or submission. No DQ, right? Mm-hmm. No rope breaks, nothing like that. And, I mean, that the Hell in a Cell, it was brought up to be such a dangerous match. And, you know, you know you're going to start bleeding. You know there's going to be chairs. You know there's going to be the ring gets torn up and all this stuff. And then, like, in my opinion, though, it kind of got cheesy, overused quickly. Overused, yes. Quickly. Like, when they made it into a pay-per-view, that's when I was like, oh, God. It's not special anymore because yeah. now you know you're going to see it. If you think about it, uh, three, year, you know, 25%. Right, three goes in the yeah, twenty five, twenty five percent of. Are you w- doing? Hey, Tom's doing Steiner <laughs> I'm math. Doing right Steiner now. math. Twenty five percent of the pay per views in WWE now are stipulation matches. Correct. Chamber, Hell in a Cell, and TLC. And Four, extreme rules. Extreme, so thirty three percent. Twenty five. Love the math. Twenty five to thirty three point three 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 percent is devoted to stipulation matches. Right. Right. Back yep. in the day, we didn't have any stipulation matches. If we did have stipulation it was matches, a cage. we had shitty stipulation matches. Like, we'll talk about some shitty ones right now. The blindfold match at WrestleMania 7. Now, I am a huge Jake the Snake fan. I love Jake the Snake. I love Rick the Model. But the blindfold match, it was very bad. Did you ever watch that match? No. Right? So, it was all surrounded by the fact that uh, Rick the Model Martel had... Um, arrogance cologne that he brought out with him because he was the model mm. it was like this pump thing it looked like a bike pump it had this huge thing at the end that held it the, yeah the fragrance and you, and you spray it. and Very he sprayed school, jake snake yeah. jake the snake in the eye and well that happens every time you walk into macy's and then yeah. he's like oh do you want to smell do you want to smell no you gotta <laughs> yeah. run through the uh the cosmetic section yeah it's like hairspray and you get cologne with and you get attacked with cologne but um like Aquanet. It was so it was so stupid because the entire match it was either Rick it was either like meant as like comedy because Rick Martel would swing in a mess and he'd fall on his butt and everybody would laugh and all the Jake the Snake did was point and like the, and the fans would be like no he's not there and then he'll point again and he's like no and then he'll be like in the they'll cheer and Rick Rick models like oh no don't do that you know and it was right. just like is this the one where you know they can see through the blindfold yes okay. yes it was WrestleMania seven I mean obviously it was such a short match it was, I it mean was it like, had to be There's yeah no way that was yeah. going like and 10 like minutes. and now like when they each touched each other like when they found each other in the ring like Jake the Snake would um like try to wrestle him and like Rick the model would escape and like. He uh, there's one time there, like they should have just called it Marco Polo. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> now let's say it's if one they did that Marco today, Polo. they would do that. A they Marco Polo Mar- match. Marco Polo in in the water. Would it be in the water or no? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so ba- so they basically, would do that, so they'll do that on AEW. Oh my god! They'll do that in fucking the uh, champ, the mimosa the mayhem mimosa, match. Yep, that it's Marco Polo in a pool match. That was so weird. That's a shit you like. Okay. <laughs> I do love AEW. Don't, don't give me that shit about AEW. AEW is great wrestling, but like that was a weird gimmick that Jericho thought of because he did think of it. He drew, oh, he, he drew, a, he, he drew a picture of it. Right. He drew a picture of it. He said it to Tony Khan. Yeah, he he's said like, he did that back in early August. Yeah, he's like, I had this dream of being in a match where there's two water tanks of mimosas, and whoever loses either gets thrown in the mimosa or gets pinned or submitted. Obviously, if you get thrown in the tank, you know that's the only way that match is going to end right. up being. But um, that's like when and going back to Batman, we were talking about Batman last week. That's what happened to the Joker. He fell into the vat of acid. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's basically what it, was. what it was. Yeah. So like the blindfold match, 
like the way they did it was like they put it on the biggest stage, right? You you put your blindfold match on WrestleMania. Like, come on. I mean, granted, it was in the golden era where, all, where Vince McMahon was just pulling gimmicks out of his ass. But I mean, yeah, they could have that could have been for like yeah. a live audience for some TV yeah. tape. And like they did like, what they can do to have a good contest. Honestly, like, of they, course. they did what they can do. But it involved way too much feeling around like, oh, where is this guy? And it just it went nowhere. And it was such a shitty end to a decent feud because like Jake the Snakes. I remember watching this as a kid. Like, he put, like, a white contact in his eye, and he's like, look, Martell, I'm blind, and all this stuff. <laughs> he's like, Martell, I'm making my hands on you. And, like, there was a scene in Superstars of Wrestling or Superstars where, like, like he's sitting on the trainer's table, and he's like, oh, God, I'm going to get Rick Martell. And, like, he's getting wrapped up with, like, he's getting his yeah, eyes his wrapped eyes, up. Yeah. And I was just like, come on. And, like, that kind of ended, like, the only good feud that Rick Martell had except turning on um, Tito Santana and Strike Force, but... Like stipulations in the WWE, like if we're leading into bad ones, another one is a shark cage match. Now, mm. the shark cage match is Paul basically Ellering was in a lot of those. Yeah, Paul Ellering, uh, Enzo was in one. The, the last one, I think they. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think did they do one in NXT? Paul Bearer was in one with the, with Mankind and Undertaker. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, the shark cage. Shark. Literally, like, literally the. Only... It's a cage. <sighs> And over, and you know those bars are super. Like when the last one we seen was, mm-hmm. uh, I think with Enzo, he's in the shark cage. You know he can, and he did. He you can slide out. Like what is that doing? Yeah. What's the point? This I don't understand. We're thinking too much into it. So which basically, is fine, a, a shark cage match is when you have someone hanging over the ring so they can't get involved. I.e. a manager. I.e. a wrestler. But Whoever aren't it is. they getting involved by being such a distraction? Exactly, right above your head, and and if you know if you're sick, something or rather, you put your hand up, you can probably touch it and grab onto it. And you know, I know that thing can be lowered, obviously up and down. Um, so it becomes a part of the match in some way. Somebody will hold onto it, swing, kick somebody, or or whatever. You know, we've seen it before. Um, and then that person, like I said, Enzo slithered out, I think, and he yeah. ended up um, costing the match or, or however he, he did. Um, but but to but make it so more interesting, stupid. just just don't have the person involved. Like, what am I getting at? What, am I, what benefit am I getting seeing Paul Leathering, Paul Bearer, or Enzo Amore sitting in a fucking cage above a rink? Nothing. Nothing. Now, back in the day, I did a little research. A shark, shark cage matches were actually two guys in that little cage fighting each other. Like back in late '80s, hanging in midair. No, on, 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 in the middle of the ring. So basically, they just they kept two wrestlers confined in a cage and they fought each other that like like that. Oh, so it was like, okay, okay, I got it. Yep. But shark cage matches. It was well, like a, what we're known to see is just having them floating over the ring to get that good camera angle oh, to and, have no significant Jericho, meaning. Jericho was involved in one too. Yes, he was in one where he was above. Kevin Owens and mm-hmm. I want to say Sami Zayn or whatever. Yeah. And I think he threw the list down and used it as an advantage and he, yes. hit, he was hit over yes. the head with it. Yep. So like bad stipulation matches they happen. Yeah, WWE WWE pulls the trigger Punjabi prison. Oh. Like like again that match was made I feel bad for the people setting some of this stuff up. Oh yeah. Like the Punjabi prison match it was made by Great Khali but he wasn't in the first one. 
It was Undertaker and Big Show. So, like, basically, the Punjabi prison is, it's a, a bamboo cage inside, inside of, a, of a bamboo cage. Yeah. And, like... It's like a maze to get out. Yeah. You know? Like, the door's only held open for 30 seconds, and when the door shuts, you can't use that door anymore. Mm-hmm. And then if all the doors are shut, you have to climb over the razor-sharp bamboo. In theory, like on paper, like everything sounds good Who on paper. Who was smoking that good weed when they thought of that one? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, in theory, it sounds fun. Yeah. sounds cool, but execution is horrible. 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 That's why we're talking about it today. Yeah. Like, we, like I mean, trust me, we're going to dive into some good ones. But, I mean, just we're rambling and rattling on on these bad ones because there's just so many bad stipulation matches that people thought were entertaining. I mean, now, the one that, that sticks out in my mind, because this is from the Attitude Era, is the Kennel from Hell match. Mm. Al Snow and Big Boss Man. Okay. This is, oh, uh, yeah. This is... During this time of their feud. With yeah. the dog and everything. So, and, yeah. it was... What was the, the dog name? Snowflake or something? Yeah. There's something, something... Okay. Now, just try to envision this to all the millions and millions of listeners. You have a Hell in a Cell... Then you have a cage. All right, so you have a. It's like Punjabi prison. You have a cage inside of a cage, but this is a cage with the top open, right? Normal cage match, then surrounded by a hell in a cell, so there you really can't escape. So right? that already elite and makes no sense. But yeah, right. so Al Snow had the dog, right? Buttercup or Snowflake? Yeah, but Snowflake was a dolphin from Ace Ventura. Yeah, that's but, what. I... So Big Boss Man killed the dog, okay, and. He, which was very problematic then, back then. I know they got a lot of uh, yeah from complaints Peter. from Peter. Yeah, he then fed Al Snow mm-hmm, the dog mm-hmm. too, and then and that's what did it. The kennel <laughs> match was made. You can't feed a dog, a man, a dog, kill a dog. And now a match about dogs is going to happen. So the concept was the steel cage with the hell cell, hell in a cell around it, and the kicker. This, this is the kicker, right? Hence the kennel from hell. Is that you had rabid dogs surrounding the ring. So they were on they the were like, outside of that one cage? Yeah, they were uh they weren't German shepherds, they were um uh, some type of terrier, mm. some aggressive dog. But what happened was the dogs they were far from being as vicious as they were supposed to be. So they were good boys. They 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 were shitting around the ring. <laughs> So a- there was dog dogs shit. Do. Doberman pinchers. That's what they were. Ooh, Dobermans, God. yeah. So they were shitting around the ring and not caring about what was going on in the ring. <laughs> so basically what they did was oh my God. they had no effect on the wrestlers. This is a Russo thing. This is a Russo attitude error right in the wheelhouse thing. <laughs> so the dogs are barking at each other to the point where they were taken away from the attention of the wrestling in the ring. And... On top of that, it was a horrible match. I think the best part is the commentary because you have Jim Ross and Jerry the King Waller trying to explain how much how good of a match this is, and overselling the fact that it that it is hell in a cell. Garbage, yeah. But the fact that you that the wrestlers are stepping in dog shit, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. And uh, from could then, you imagine being ringside for that. Do what the smell? God, yeah. God. And and since then, we haven't seen a kennel from hell match, uh, which yeah, is I which think. is really which is really good. <laughs> And the last time we saw the Punjabi prison was like two years ago with Mahal and Orton. No, it was a couple more years. It was like at least 
three. at least three years. Yeah, because yeah. that was when Great Khali made his return and helped Junior Mahal win mm-hmm. win the title. Mm-hmm. But like stipulations, ECW had so many good ones. But like their stipulations were like death matches and scaffolding matches and scaffolding matches. Yikes! Throwing someone off scaffold, well, basically around New Jack, burning tables matches and infer- inferno matches. Inferno match. So like. Yep. And you know, go ahead. The last Inferno match, I think, was Bray Wyatt and Kane. That was Bray Wyatt's first match in, at SummerSlam 2014 or 13. That was his first match in WWF was an Inferno match. Basically, if you if you light your opponent on fire, you win. Mm-hmm. Right, and the ropes are on fire. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we won't see that again. No. No. God, no. So, like, it's so unsafe. When I think of good stipulation matches, I think of what about buried alive and buried casket alive. match yes. and like, you know, and and anything with the Undertaker right in his wheelhouse. Yeah, he was the first one to basically be a member of these matches. Buried alive, buried alive was so cool because boneyard match. Yeah, <laughs> which is all three of them together. Buried alive match was so cool because it was one of its kind. I think it debuted in ninety six or ninety seven. I remember it was an in your house. It was an in your house, so that had to be ninety six. Because yeah, yeah, ninety six or ninety seven. But um, I remember when they announced it, it was cool because like you know, like when the wrestlers walked down the ramp of Raw, like they had this tombstone that had mankind and Undertaker's face on it. Yeah, and then it's you would a buried see off alive. to the side. You would see yeah. um a plot. Uh huh. A plot yeah. with a shovel right there. Yeah, and it was kind of like well lit too. You mm-hmm. know, so it was ominous and. You walk past that every time you came yeah. up or down the ramp. And now, obviously, the Buried Alive match is pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. You bury your opponent alive. We've seen this a couple times at Mankind, Undertaker, Kane, Undertaker, Mr. McMahon, and Undertaker. Well, they recycled that. They did. When when they when they knew it, they had something good. They kind of they kind of ran with it until it died. <laughs> no, uh, no pun intended. Um, because that was all attitude area. You got buried alive oh, matches all, day. all the time. You got buried alive matches, and like the buried alive match was cool because like no disqualification. Yep. You didn't know. I mean, obviously you knew how it was going to end, but like it always ended with someone getting the he- hit in the head with a shovel. Someone gets hit in the head with a shovel. They get rolled in, and like or they they get like bulldog pushed with the head into a a cast into the you know the plot and stuff, or you just like lifelessly just fall over into it. Then the strategically then... placed bulldozer you <laughs> put the rest of the you put the rest of the dirt in and then I remember and a, ca- and a camera that might be in that yes. uh, plot and you see the dirt kind of get shoveled on and they're like you know come on. Yeah. And but the, it was fun. The first one was which was just basically used as a way to bring the Undertaker back because mm-hmm. he lost and I remember <laughs> remember this he stuck his hand through the grass but it was like a piece that was detached from yeah from the grave. So it was kind of it was a botch it if was, you looked really closely. It, it was hokey. Yeah. It was hokey. Yeah, I mean S- similar to it looked like a mannequin, you know, like yeah. a, coming out. Like I mean, it was a great shot, you know. But for the time, I mean, it it served its purpose. I, I mean, mean, you got that callback um, this year at WrestleMania with AJ Styles is hand yes. quote unquote that was, uh, the thing, that was an homage to that yes. and Undertaker's been involved in so many stipulation matches I and mean, he had a glove on too he did have a glove on the first match the first gimmick match the Undertaker was actually in was in Madison Square Garden in 1991 
He was in a body bag match with Put Ultimate Warrior. Swear to God. Put him in a body bag. Put him in a body bag, Johnny. No, so basically, because I watched it, the the object of the match is to put your opponent in a body bag and seal the body bag up. I can make a joke right now, and I want to so bad, but it's so bad. Go ahead, say. I mean, one of them actually is in a body bag. <laughs> <laughs> or ended it. Go fuck yourself, <laughs> Warrior. Oh, my um, God. Make fun sorry. of the deceased. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, that was a little rough. But, no, like, legitimately, that was the object of the match. Like, And, and again, I think that's the only body bag match I've ever heard of, but uh, yeah. I just remember Undertaker getting put into the body bag and him rising up. When in the body bag? In the body bag. That's actually pretty dope. I yeah. mean, it fits every horror movie thing we've ever yeah. seen before. I, and I just remember... Very uh, Michael Myers, Jason-esque. I remember The Undertaker having struggle... I mean, uh, Warrior having struggle uh, zippering it up. But it actually did work. And, I mean, Undertaker just fed into more of those gimmick matches. Like, we always see the casket match. But it it, it lends to his character that all to. these matches, he's in or whatever, or he, you know, however it is... He's in these, yeah. and every single one of them has worked because it works with the character. It does. You can't do it with anybody else. No, 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 no. Like in the casket match, for example, you put him in with Yokozuna, Kamala, Mark Henry, Kane, Orton. It doesn't matter who it is. Casket matches are always fun. Mm-hmm. Because Rusev. he did that with Rusev, Rusev yeah. uh, overseas. Yeah. yeah. And there's always an element of surprise because someone can be hiding in the casket that you don't know. And that, yes. that's they do that sometimes. Yes. But like, again, and the, the match, Undertaker's lost his fair share of those. He has. Matches. He lost to Yokozuna because he was hurt. Yes. So um, then he lost. Which I was another one to by that, But yeah. What? That he lost to Yokozuna, but I didn't, you know. Oh, I, yeah. I was young, so I didn't really. Yeah, he was hurt. Why, yeah. He was hurt. And then he came back at SummerSlam the next year. When it was two Undertakers mm-hmm. with Ted DiBiase's Undertaker and Paul Bearer's Undertaker, but um, no, the casket match. And again, you don't see casket matches now. No, you can't well, because I mean, the Undertaker's not there. Yeah, you can't like again. You can't have that kind of stipulation without the Undertaker being there yeah. or being part of it. Yep, you just can't. Um, and that's why I, I've I've said this before to you. I think I've said this on the podcast. I really wish that he would have gone out in a casket match or buried yeah. alive match. He, which he kind of did. Yeah, I mean, he, he he did. Well, he rode off into. Well, it wasn't the sunset, but he rode into the darkness. But like, kind of, it was a buried alive match. I mean, I you guess. got. Yeah, I mean, you got the snippets with with um with AJ Styles. So you you yeah. got that little fun callback out of the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but I would have rather have seen him go out that way because mm-hmm. it is so. Fitting. He was always in all these matches we're talking about right now. Boiler Room Brawl. Boiler another, Room Brawl. There's Mankind another one. Mankind was amazing. There's another because one. Because those promos were, they scared a lot of people actually. So they, they didn't did. air those promos until the later part of Monday Night Raw. Um, I was like, you know, what was this, like 96, 97-ish. I was Maybe, 10. Yeah, I was about 10. Uh, yeah, yeah. 9, 10. Um, so that kind of scared me a little bit, but they were so good. Especially mankind sitting there on the ground, just rocking, rocking back, back and, and forth. forth. Oh yeah. my god! And again, that match, a boiler room brawl, was basically a no holds barred match in a boiler room. They haven't had one since. Nope. Like WWE did a really good job of having one offs on stipulation matches. The Lions Den match, I remember it was. Oh yeah, it was Owen, Owen Hart and Ken Shamrock, which was basically. Well, we kind of got that again in NXT with Thatcher yeah. and and Riddle. A little it was, bit different. It, it was much it was different. Yeah. Modified, but it worked. Yeah, again, no ropes. That was cool. It had no ropes, a cage, and the top was like platforms where they did moves off. Of, but 
the original Lions Den match with Ken Shamrock and Owen Hart was just a circle little ring. And I remember there, it was like the cage would look like a V going up. Yeah. And Again, that's they all were, it was. They were, it was kind of UFC were, part of. Right, because Ken Shamrock was a big part of UFC in the yeah, 90s. He phenomenal right before UFC. he came over. Yeah. He was pretty much like what seemed like undefeated for a very long time. Yeah. And then you had the um yeah and then you had another match of him and Owen Hart in uh the the Hart Dungeon match where Owen Hart beat him by hitting him in the head with a 10 pound weight. But um yeah, like those those small little stipulation matches always happen here and there. A stipulation match that I really enjoyed that I wish they would do again but they can't is a first blood match. Hmm. Um whoever Bleeds blood. first, yeah. I didn't draw first blood. You draw first blood. <laughs> but again, you can't do that because you can't show blood anymore. Yeah, you can't cut up anymore. I remember there was a good one with Mr. Kennedy and Undertaker at Survivor Series, and that was just something different because everyone knew that the blood was coming, just didn't know when. Yeah, and um, I just wish they kind of brought that back. But like now, a lot of the stipulation when people matches, cut themselves too deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, let's just talk about a stipulation match that happened three months ago. The infamous eye for an eye match. Mm. Now, this is like Russo coming back in for a day. Like, he's like he's like the guest uh, guest writer of the program. No words can describe this match. It's basically whoever you, you ripped your eye out first. It, it was good. Loses. It, it was, was very it was a good wrestling match with Mysterio and Rollins, but the whole concept of the match We well, we all hokey, knew going into gimmicky. it. It was like, come on. Yeah. It, it was cheesy as fuck. Yeah. I, I'm just happy it wasn't CGI, but like like they said it was going to be. I mean, it still was kinda like, oh, Mysterio's holding like this candy gumball of an eye. <laughs> if you catch the angle right, which you can kind of see it and it popped out of his head like he has a thyroid issue. No, yeah. like come on, man. <laughs> and, and that that was just a small little taste of what the WWE now is trying to do with these stipulation matches. But obviously, the biggest ones that the WWE still do to this day are falls count anywhere, last man standing, street fight, street fight, ladder match, ambulance match. Mm. Because they've uh, had a few ambulance <laughs> matches with Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Because well, we forgot about he, he flipped yeah. over the ambulance. Now let's have a fucking ambulance match. You know right. what I mean? Or the setup for certain matches. Yeah. You're like, oh great, it's gonna be all with chairs, or oh, they're gonna be a tables <laughs> match. Yeah. Like you always see that leading up to TLC. Like a good example is with Nakamura and Cesaro against the New Day. How they put him through a table, then they then they put Cesaro through a table. All right, let's just have a tables match now. You know what yeah. I mean? Or a chairs match. Yeah. Chairs match is so stupid. Like. Because you can't hit the guy in the head with a chair. Yeah. So it's basically just shots in the back. Right. And that's you got to square up enough and then hit him. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's stupid. Like, in and also, in my opinion, last man standing matches are kind of boring. Don't you think? They, I mean, the fun one, the last fun one I seen was Gargano and Ciampa. Yes. Because the way it ended was very unique where he was just, <clears throat> because you're just high enough. That if you squirm and then you put your feet down, you're on the ground and you can prop yourself up. And the way they worked that out, because I believe they were handcuffed or whatever, um, yeah. that worked. Um, you know, they go on for a long time. That's some, so sometimes that's like, okay. 
And then you have Iron Man matches, which yeah, are, that, those are fun ones because those just, are your worker. Yeah, that's that's uh, workhorse matches. wrestling one on one right there. And that's very old school. That's that all they used to do is brought like thirty minute, sixty minute Broadway shows. Yeah. Uh, Ric Flair, Steamboat, Rude, mm-hmm. uh, Bret Hart. Here you go. We got a lot of time to kill because we don't have a lot on the card. Just throw uh, an, let's throw me, an Iron Man match or me, Iron give Woman me 60 match in there. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, or two at oh the two out of three falls those, match. Those kill me, man. They started. There's only how is it? There's what two ways they're gonna end. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it, it's either gonna go one one. <laughs> and then somebody's gonna go over. It's never two zero. It's never two zero. No, uh, there was a two zero. I just forget. It was recently. I want to say Cesaro was involved with that. I don't know when it was Cesaro and Sheamus. They were trying to do you know before they became the bar in that series of seven matches. I think they had that in there. The but... best of seven just to make them a tag team and win the title five times. Yeah, that. Yeah, but um, Thanks, no, Mick Foley. Yeah, the uh. Well, wait, which one? We were talking about two out of three falls. Yeah, two out of three falls. I got lost. Like that, that actually started in the golden era because there was a match at the 88 Survivor Series with the Young Stallions and another team that was two out of three falls. And then the infamous 1990 uh, tag team match, SummerSlam, for the world title, Demolition's Heart Foundation, which in my opinion is the best two out of three falls match I've ever seen and one of the best tag matches at SummerSlam in history. Did that it go 1-1 one, one, and then somebody... it went It went one. Demolition took one and then Heart Foundation took one. Excuse me, and then Legion of Doom came down and helped uh, Heart Foundation win, so it was two to one. Like it, you know how it's going to end. Like yeah, there, I told you there's two ways, and the, <laughs> the third way is they go one and one, and then it just they beat the shit out of each other, and then they can't finish, and then it becomes a no contest, and I don't think that's happened. But there's only two ways you're going to win, so it's not that's like exciting. submission matches, <laughs> right? You're not going to win with a chair shot to the head or a pin, right? You can use it in a foreign object to knock the person out, then put them in submission. Yeah, but right. I mean, and so with these stipulations, the rules are very, um, very laxed, and sometimes the rules just don't make sense. Sometimes you can have a no DQ match, but then this can't can't happen, or um, you can have a false count anywhere match, but that doesn't mean that you can't do this and stuff like that. False count anywhere is stupid too. Yeah, because again, you know the outcome. Someone's gonna get pinned. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you brought up the good fact, and you, I like your point where you said, why have the Fiend and Sherman wrestle a false count anywhere match if the fall happened in the ring? Yeah. Why? What was the point of that? To go backstage for a hot four minutes? Yeah. And to come right back and finish in, his in the sister ring? Abigail, his sister gave him Sister Abigail. In, on the, in gorilla position. Yeah. And then that's it. Wow, that sounds so weird. Yeah. <laughs> he gave her the sister. Wow. Well, <laughs> We didn't talk about uh, Alexa Bliss doing uh, that movie. Yeah, I, I like that. She's in the turn. She's that's just a matter of time. Yeah, that's just a matter of time. But um, it's just like these 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 stipulations that just magically come out. And like there were some bad ones in WCW too. I think I remember there everything was, was bad in WCW. Was, <laughs> I mean, the strap matches were cool. Oh, so the strap match. Yeah. I, I was trying to bring that up. I mean, you know where you have to. You're you're. Attached to your opponent, and you have to go and touch all the. Or is four that a corners. four corners, right? That's what, yeah, That's four corners thing. match, yeah. Right. So you have to tap that, and then uh, they get pulled back. I mean, you've seen it. A, you've seen it once. You've seen it a million times. Yeah. Um, you, the last time it was a strap match was the Phoenix and Brian. Yep. yep. Yeah. But and where you but get he didn't, choked out like with the strap, you know, it's fun. yeah. But he didn't have to touch all four corners. He pinned him though, or he gave him the. He they were just a, attached to each other. Right, so yeah. it, there's the other part of that. So it's like, okay, we're gonna just tweak the rules a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. 
Like there was this match I saw on WCW. I saw a scaffold match, and I saw a match with Dustin Rhodes. I think where they're wrestling in a trailer. Like no lie, it was a trailer. One guy's on one side, the other guy's on the other. And they and they fight in the trailer on the road. I don't know if anyone knows what match that is. You can comment on uh, Facebook, Instagram, or Podbean, or email or us. Email. <laughs> I love how the email is always a cheap plug at the end. Right. Um, again, it's just... Sunset Flip Radio Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> um, I mean, NXT, they're trying to give you some stipulations. They did like that. Uh, they did the, they're did the. they bringing back the war games, but they're bringing back the war games with no top on the cage, which is basically just a two-ring steel cage match. Yeah. And um, they gave some other uh, stipulation matches like when the two out of three falls match. So this is basically this is uh, Gargano and Cole. They had a two out of three falls match. And then the third fall, which was to be determined, which was a steel cage match with weapons on it. it. Yeah. Had well, a candlestick, no. chairs. Well, wasn't one of them a submission? No, I thought no. one of them was just a, a regular match. It was regular wrestling match. And then it was. that. No, that was the at, at the stipulation that nobody could figure out it was just a straight up match no the, the third stipulation was the um, steel cage match with the weapons on it oh yeah okay because okay. then, then they did that jump off the top through the table and cole rolled over and pinned him mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um but like what other stipulations is the wwf gonna do or wwe i'm sorry for copyright infringement um yeah the fucking panda yeah the fucking, i don't know i mean Right now we're living in a in a wrestling world where a Hollywood backlot brawl. Oh God, how we missed that one? That was in the that was well that was taped, you know that right? Yeah. The infamous with OJ and like it looked like OJ and it was Roddy Piper. It wasn't supposed to be Piper; it was supposed to be somebody else, but that person was hurt, so it was Piper and Goldust, and they fought in the alley, and that was at, I mean that was at WrestleMania. Like that was a stipulation match at WrestleMania. And I don't know why Piper was the guy. I remember Goldust kissed him or he kissed Goldust and his lips are gold. And yep. Yep. It was just, I mean, now that WrestleMania had two stipulations. You had that and you had the original 60 minute Iron Man match mm. with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. So it's just like, what else can the WWE slash or F could have done? You you can just recycle stuff and tweak them. That's exactly. really the only thing you can do. If you can create something, kudos to you. Yeah. Um, it's just got to fit. Yeah, we'll never now, see. So, um, yeah. so now what we're seeing is based on everything with COVID. So the COVID era wrestling, we're getting a lot of um, uh, cinematic matches. So I guess yes. you can consider those stipulations of sorts. Hollywood backlot or what was the backlot brawl with yeah. – uh, um, Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. So, like all these stipulation matches, I, I I'm trying to think. Other than I think that's the only one, Cole and uh, Velveteen Dream that seem to have an actual finish, because the other ones were very open ended. You had to draw your own conclusions. The one recently with the Swamp Fight. Um, we talked oh, about the God. Undertaker. Um, Swamp fight, Swamp fight was just recycled boneyard match for Wyatt. Right, right. That's all it was. Uh, you had a um, uh, House of Horrors match. There oh were no God. actual pinfalls. They were just left open, like the Firefly fire Funhouse match. You don't know, right? You don't know who won. It yeah. was it a, a match? You don't know. So those are I consider those kind of stipulations. But yeah, there's only one that came gimmick. to one uh, resolve, and that was um, the Cole uh, Velveteen Dream match. Yeah, that was just like those are just like gimmick 
matches that just provided more entertainment than I think than anything. Because again, right. We're living in, now. Funny how you said all these matches because it's in this era that we're in. Because again, there's no fans, mm-hmm. so like you can't do anything special because who, it's in front of nobody, so you can take right. it. Yeah, yeah. Now, like now, this whole ambulance match, like bring the ambulance match back. What's next? I hope that's just a red herring, and it's not what we're. It actually could getting. be. It could be just a a little. Could be a triple threat match for they to, could they could bring Lee in the and then again there bit. that's a stipulation a triple, triple threat, threat match, match. stipulation yep yeah I mean uh, technically a stipulation is ending it's not a normal match triple threat money uh, in the a bank. tornado match you know, money in the bank money in the bank is yeah. another match that started the whole as ladder a, match something. in general yeah that started at WrestleMania and then it became its own pay per view so, so there's so another there's another add one to that's your Steiner math that's five <laughs> five five divided by sixteen. Uh, less than forty, less than fifty percent. <laughs> so, like in the forty percent of WWF pay per views are stipulation pay per views, mm-hmm. or just shitty names. Uh, I mean, you can add the <laughs> Royal Rumble. That is uh, no, it was always its own, right? Yeah, it was its that own. was born in '88. It's always had its own thing. That's true. Same thing with Survivor Series. Same yeah, thing. That's not really a stip. That's just a kind of match. Like stipulation is like something's. You're, yeah, yeah, kendo stick match, barbed wire match. You know what I mean. We've had those too. Yeah, and ECW. Yeah, you know, um, ECW just rattling off any object was used in a match, flaming tables, kendo sticks, oh, balcony match, fluorescent lights, fluorescent lights, as as Jeff Noise says. So, like, what's next? Who knows? But. I hope they come up with something creative. I, I think the next sort of creative thing we're going to get will be from NXT because yes. they seem to be taking that mantle of taking old gimmicks or old pay-per-views and stuff and, and rehashing them mm-hmm. to fit the style of wrestling today and for the programs that they want to to you know show the people. Maybe we'll see a good stipulation match come from NXT. I'm trying to think of the characters in NXT that can provide a good stipulation match. That's different. I don't know. I mean, you know, we just got we got a bunch of ladder matches. They seem to the ladder. They match love the seem, ladder match. Yes, they do. Thank you. They yeah. love. We haven't seen a ladder match in WWF in a while. Well, there was one at WrestleMania. What am I saying? With Morris and Usos and um, New Day. Well, I mean, technically, the Money in the Bank. Money is in the Bank. Ladder, yeah, ladder match. that was just a weird. Mm, that was cinematic. That cinematic. did come to an end, but it was a stipulation that came to an end because. Yeah. One grabbed it in the women's match, and the other um, kind of fell. fell into his hands, <laughs> <laughs> which was a rehash from WrestleMania. We had seen that, yes, with the tag team championships mm-hmm. with exactly. Miz Morrison. Yeah, exactly. And that was a good match. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys listening to this episode of What's the Stipulation here on Sunset Flip Radio. You can always check us out on Podbean, Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Facebook at Sunset Flip Radio, Instagram at Sunset Flip Radio, and. On our email, sunsetflippodcast at gmail.com. I love it how the cheap plug comes at the end. Uh, next, we're going to be uh, coming to you possibly live now. Uh, we're going to become a trio once again, ladies and gentlemen, a week from today, which is on Tuesday, September 22nd. Big Jeff Noise is coming back on the show. He is going to be joining us as we go over the greatest finishers of all time. Not just that, though, but actually what goes into a finisher in the eyes of a professional wrestler how do you set it up why do you do it what's all the theory behind it do you get permission to use other people you get permission to use it that's a big thing it is so big jeff we'll talk about that and 
uh, that should be a good episode. We're going to go probably a little bit of Facebook Live, a little Instagram Live. Christine's going to be here again. Hopefully not dropping the phone or making any noise, but it is what it is. <laughs> here at Sense of Flip Radio, we tend to make little mistakes, and it is what it is. We're not perfect. We're not Mr. Perfect. Right. Tom's uh, you know, Tom's going to go downstairs and have a uh, veto on a pole match with his <laughs> wife. Match. He's going to put treats on the top of the pole and see who come, who veto goes to. They're going to hold it. Uh, well, we really enjoy you listening to a stipulation matches. And if any of the stipulations that we talked about intrigues you, leave a comment. Or if we forgot one, leave a comment. We'll reach out to you and we'll talk about it. And so, don't forget to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts yes. and Podbean, please. Uh, Thank you for whoever gave us a rating. If you now the new thing is write us a review. Like tell us what you really think of us, because uh, you know we'll take it easy. I mean we we can take good criticism. We're not going to get mad. We'll just call you out yeah. on the next podcast. We're, we're, we're chefs, so that's all we deal with. <laughs> that's, is that's all we deal with. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully this uh, podcast isn't stale or too dry. So dry, dry. So uh, once again, I'm Thomas Lee, the most handsome man in the room. Beside me, Alex Drayton, Sense of Foot Radio, and we are out here.